<laughs> I, I, I found something out today. What did you find out today? Taco Time has um, Mexi Fry Poutine. What? Yeah. Why didn't I know that? I totally would have had that instead. I, I just found it out when I went there. And then the person like who was coming up after me was like, you know, I'll get the Mexi Fry Poutine. I'm like, hang on a second. You're like, That's what Aaron would have wanted. Oh, no. <laughs> I looked up. It's, 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 it's just tater tots. Tater gravy. tots with gravy and cheese? <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You'll, yeah. Have, you'll have to go buy some time and get yourself some. Oh, taco time's so far away. It's the perfect blending of two cultures, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I feel like this is all Canadian food. I'm, I don't think tater tots are Mexican. I'm a little confused why Taco Time's Mexi fries are tater, tater tots. tots. Is that a. Is that something we just don't know? Is that a. Because aren't tater tots just hash browns? Yeah, they're just, like, round hash browns. Yeah, they're just clumps and of like, hash browns. And, like, I've been to Mexico. Now, granted, <laughs> I mostly just had tequila and tacos, but I don't remember tater tots in Mexico, so... They're not a big cultural delicacy in Mexico, tater tots? I don't think tots. so. Well. Although I'm sure there are some all-exclusives that have them, because all-exclusives are nothing but <laughs> odd food choices. Lots of sushi, which is troubling, because it's really hot. Okay, are, are the sushi not a... So she's just like chilling, just so you, like in the buffet. So you just don't expect to have it in a. I guess it's yeah, having just like just fish around in a warm place. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Just sushi sitting around all day. Sushi, just like hanging out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so today's episode um, was. One of the most reasonable episodes we've watched so far. Yeah, it was well paced. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was paced, put together. It had something to do with the ongoing story. There was character development. There were like expository shots, so we knew where all of the scenes took place. Yeah, we we had a good understanding of when things were, how long, like when, when, where, and like how things were happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. we learned that Weird Clubhouse is, in fact, the student yeah, lounge they showed a shot at their of, school. Yeah, they showed a shot that said student lounge, and then they moved – like, you know how establishing shot works. Yeah. They show an outside shot of the school. Yep. Then a shot of the student lounge. Yep. And then Jughead and Betty in the student lounge, and we understand how we got there. Exactly. It wasn't just random room. Weird hangout place where everyone is. <laughs> No, everyone's there. What does this mean? I don't know. There's couches around. There's also vending machines. I don't know. Everyone's excited and confused. I do want to say very quickly, I don't understand why they need a student lounge. Because isn't the entire school kind of a student lounge? Yeah. Do they ever go to class? Did anyone <laughs> ever teach them anything? <laughs> no, this is going to come up. No, we do see them in class. Has anyone ever taught Archie how to write music? <laughs> All right. Do you want, should we get into the episode? Yes. All right. Uh... This is oh man, I forgot the, the title of it. The Heart of Darkness. The Heart of Darkness. Last time on uh the Moa? Mo- Moa? Last time on Moa, yeah. last time on Riverdale, they're all kind of the same thing. Previously on our podcast and also on the TV show. Um, Miss Grundy had to leave town because she loves teenage boys, but she'll be back. Reggie was around. He walked down the street. Um, I drank two beverages that did not pair well together and told a really long story that was not about either of those beverages. Yeah. Uh, Robot Archie learned how to be sad. And, uh, I cried a whole bunch because... 
Luke Perry Andrews is the best dad ever. <laughs> and Jughead's storyline is so, so sad. Oh, my God. I'm crying again. All right. Cool. And uh, so this episode, we start off with – this is a common theme – Jughead just starts with another – it's from his book, his weirdly his written, paced book. Terrible book? Where he's talking about how there's one place in every town where no one wants to go to. And in this town, people live there because it's the Blossom House. Right? Which is a Victorian, gothic, weird manor. With a name, Thorncliff. Yeah. Thorncliff? Thorncliff. You know, which, which, this confused me so much. So, so far, we have figured out what Riverdale has. Yes. It has – a river. Yep. A Sweetwater River. river. Yeah. Yep. It has a rich set. It has the, the where the hotel is, which I don't even know where that is. That's not a hotel. That's an apartment. Sorry, the apartment. Or maybe it's a hotel. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they live in the penthouse of the hotel. Well, sometimes rich people live in hotels. Yeah. In Gossip Girl, I think they live in hotels. Yeah. Well, I mean. Okay. So it has a rich part of town, but then yeah. it also has another rich part of town where Ethel lives. Right. There's that part. And then this. Then. This bizarre house that has its own – a manor with its own cemetery. Yeah. And they're just constant fog. And everyone's terrified to go there, which they shouldn't go there anyway because it's someone's private it's residence. It's someone's home. Like I don't – I don't walk into people's ha- – like there are houses all along my street that I don't walk into, not because I'm scared to go there, but because they are someone's private I residence. Like, someone comes to town like, oh, Shoot, like, no one goes there. No, it's because someone lives there, and if you went there, you'd probably be, like, trespassing. They don't invite people to their home. No, beyond their massive <laughs> gate. <laughs> it's, yeah, it makes no yeah. sense. Uh, it's become very clear to me now that the Blossoms are vampires, because we, we... They moved are to, super vampires. Because we moved to a scene, like, from that, from Jughead doing his over, you know, dramaticness... Twice over. ...to Cheryl having her, like, nightmare as she walks through the house... And I don't think this actually happened, but throughout this entire scene and the scene that follows this, I I think I just imagined it, but they're all holding candlesticks. I don't think they are, but I but like yeah, th- this this should prove But are they not holding candlesticks? <laughs> this should prove how cr- insane that entire bit is by the fact that you are really shocked right now that you could reasonably imagine everyone walking around with like a candelabra. I'm not convinced that they're not holding candles. I know. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. I'm second-guessing everything I, I know. I would need to go back and, like... And re- look to be sure. Yeah, because Cheryl's walking through, like, the house, and they're talking about the funeral is coming up, mm-hmm. um, and she opens up the co- the coffin, and, and there's, like, bloody scratch Jason's been trying to scratch himself out. And then he's behind her with the dead eyes, and he reaches for her. Then, then she awakens in his bed, which also looks like a coffin. And she's sleeping in his brother's be- bed in lingerie? On top of the bed. Yeah, and I'm still not sure that they weren't banging beforehand, because <laughs> she's sleeping on his bed in lingerie. Yeah. Like, sure, it's a sleep outfit, but it's lacy. It's... Pretty scandalous. Yeah. And his mom's like, I to- sorry, her mom's like, I told you to stop sleeping in Jason's bed. Which, like, yeah. Yeah. And then Cheryl's like, I was just working on his eulogy. And her mom's like, no, you're a crazy pants. No eulogy for you. Yeah, no giving the eulogy. Which, like. And she may be holding a candelabra. We don't know. Everyone might be holding a candelabra at I'm this point. I'm, like, not completely convinced that she's not holding a candelabra. And there's smoke in the hallway. Yeah. Because why not? Because everyone has candles. Yeah. Yeah. So then, smash cut, I think. I was writing in 
I'm gonna say reasonably it's a smash cut I, I think because smash I, think cut. It, I think it cuts to Archie punching the yeah. punching bag. So we're back to the smash cuts of the first episode. Yeah, and they're Ar- done better. Archie's punching the punching bag, which has magically appeared in his bedroom. Yeah, why not? Which I'm sorry if you have a punching bag, it goes one place where like the beams can support it, and it stays in that one place. I used yeah. to have a punching bag in my basement. <laughs> it stayed in one place. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean to be fair, the, the house is outfitted with with numerous like structural like. Like enhancements to just hold Archie's immense robo weight. That's true. He is mostly made of steel and like tungsten carbonite. <laughs> That's true. So I guess maybe he just dragged the punching bag up to his room so he could dramatically punch there. Yeah. And normally lives in. Well, it can't be in the garage, is where his studio is That's that we've true. never seen him use. Because he never actually does anything with music, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but he's he's punching. He's got his shirtless sweatiness. Of course, because you can't punch with a shirt on. That would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, he's in, he's in good shape. He can just do that. Then Luke Perry Andrews comes in and is like, stop punching in the middle of the night, bro. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? It's so late. You have to go in and recharge. You have to plug yourself in. <laughs> If you don't plug yourself in, you're going to have all these weird, dramatic things happening. You're going to think about, like, weird things in your past. You're going to have trouble focusing. You're going to zone out and not understand simple plays. Yeah, if you don't plug yourself in tonight, it's going to ruin you for this entire, like, week. Spoiler. (laughs) Foreshadowing. Does he plug himself in? He does not plug himself in because it ruins his entire week. It's true. (laughs) But he's punching for a football, and and he's like, well, football gets me... He makes the logical argument, football gets me into university. Which is what his dad said. University lets me do music. Yeah, yeah, reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. However, this plot is bonkers. He's a sophomore. Ain't no sophomore going to be the captain of the football team. Yeah, no, he's only got two years. However, this whole plot, the only two guys who are in running to be captain of the football team are Reggie and Archie. Yeah. Sophomores. Which is heartbreaking for Reggie because he loves Archie so much. And he just wants him to succeed because he loves him. <laughs> yeah. But he also wants himself to succeed. Yeah. See, yeah, he, he's, he's, he doesn't know how to deal with this because he wants Archie to succeed so they can make out at some point. Exactly. Um, but Reggie also wants Reggie to succeed because that's how Reggie is. <laughs> that's how most people are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like one of the only lines he has. I mean, he's getting more parts now, but still it's like a weird... Still basically... He still doesn't do anything. Everything has to do with Archie. And, like, he has more lines, but you could replace most of his lines with, yeah! Yeah, Reggie has no motiv- no motivation for himself. He's entirely motivated by Archie. Reg- yeah. Reggie is the, the female character in this show. <laughs> his only motivations is a man. He's the potted plant. Yeah, he's just a potted plant going around, sometimes punching things, sometimes wanting to make out with Archie, sometimes wanting to make out with Jason. Which, like, good for you, Riverdale, flipping the stereotype on its head. Yeah, now it's Reggie. Uh, uh, then there's some more teen detectives, because, okay. Now there's now they're super involved in this, because Kevin's, because Mr. Keller got all his stuff stolen. Which we just learned. Why was that stuff in his house? Yeah, we thought it was just his murder wall. Murder wall. No, turns out there's testimonies. There's evidence. There's, there's video and audio recordings. They're all in his house. That is bonkers Not as well. At the police station, where which is the where they should live. be. <laughs> well, it's because once again, I, you know, I don't think this. I don't think this town actually has a police department. I think it's just Keller running it out of his house. <laughs> 
because there's never been a crime before. There's never been a crime before this very moment. Dis- and then- <laughs> Despite the fact that there's a gang, there's never been a crime. No, no. So so after, you know, Jason Clausen disappeared, Mr. Keller was like, you know what? I could be sheriff. I have a suit. My friend has a grappling hook. We can do this. So when you saw in that first scene him at the Riverside, that was his first day. <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> makes so much sense. So anyway, they reconstructed the murder wall. Yes. And they're calling it a murder wall despite the fact that, no, murder wall's who you murder. <laughs> this is a beautiful <laughs> mind wall. Maybe Kevin's actually the killer all along. <laughs> Maybe they're just laying, like, tiny clues here. <laughs> Kevin is yeah. the guy who did it. Yeah, so they remake the murder wall in the offices of the school newspaper. Blue and gold. Which as Gold far- and blue. Blue and gold, gold and blue, one of those things. And as far as I'm concerned, the paper doesn't do anything other than them sit around and look at a murder wall. And they must, like, they put out that one issue. (laughs) They must have put out other issues. No, they put out the one issue where they revealed the sex book and have done nothing else. Well, it's because their only story is Jason Blossom. Yeah, yeah. It's their only story. I mean, it's a school newspaper. What really are they going to say? Oh, you know, the Bulldogs won their game. The Vixens are hard at work practicing. There's going to be a talent show next week. Uh, The cafeteria is having tacos on Thursday. I know it should be Tuesday, but on Tuesday they're having quiche. (laughs) Dilton Darley has a gun. Yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah, drama. (laughs) Oh, auditions for the school play? Oh, exactly, which we... I'm sure that's going to come up soon. I'm thinking, like, episode nine. Think it's going to be a school play? Yeah. And the themes of the play will relate to their real life. Who's going to be in the play? Are all they, of them. For all no them? reason. For some reason? Yes. <laughs> now I'm really into theater. Well, see, there'll need to be music in the play, so the Pussycats will do it, but then they'll need a guy who can do music, so Archie will be a part of it. Yeah. And Betty wants lots of extracurriculars, and Cheryl lost her one extracurricular, so she needs to fill it otherwise, so she's going to be say, the director. I will say that Betty has shown no impetus to, impetus to get more extracurricular. Man, I can't talk extracurriculars other than that newspaper and cheerleading that's why she joined cheerleading no she joined cheerleading because veronica said don't worry we'll make out (laughs) but remember she was so cute she was like i do really want to be a cheerleader i love betty she's so cute okay all right um betty's dating valerie's brother yeah but anyway we'll talk about it later Um, and, well, oh. well, no, 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 she's sort of dating. She very she's like, no, no, it's in, it's information gathering. He knows things about, and I'm, I'm willing to believe that because this plot line has often picked up again yet through the rest of the episode. I know they have that one shot of their other date, and it's mostly just not romantic. Oh no, is Betty being like, so tell me about Jason, and he's like. This is off the record, right? And she's like, of course. Remember how Dilton <laughs> Doily told me to keep his gun off the record? I told everyone. <laughs> she's like, like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but she's allowed to go on the date because, tragically, Alice Cooper is not in this episode. Alice Cooper's on tour currently. And the less awesome Alice Cooper is at a women's writing and spa weekend. Yeah. Yeah. The the actor is not in this episode because they needed to have a reason for Betty to talk to her dad without, I guess, the mom, like... Screaming? Yeah. Just coming Throwing from, sage at them? Just coming in from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Just teleporting in and, like, throwing things in their general direction. <laughs> this is where we get the, get, get the bit where, like, Archie's having trouble with football. Yep, because yep. he didn't plug himself in. Because he didn't plug himself in. And then the uh, the coach is like, 
up front between both Reggie and Archie is like, one of you two will be the captain, which makes the rest of the team be like, oh, I have to do shit yeah. then. Cool. I don't have to try. <laughs> Why isn't Moose in the running? Isn't he supposed to be like the best athlete at the school? Uh, no, he's either, he's, he's he's off trying to figure out his sexuality. Well, and I think too. <laughs> it's, either, it's, either, it's either you or, or Mantle. Because Moose is off trying to figure out who he is. He's on a peyote trip out in the out in the wilderness. I mean, from a fully logistical point of view, where I pretend I know stuff about football, I assume that Moose is like a, like a lineman, like one of those guys who sacks people. Oh, he's probably defensive line. He's probably defensive line. But I think the captain can be anyone. I think the captain is normally the quarterback, though. I think the I, because the quarterback runs all the plays, so it makes but sense. But Archie is the quarterback. What is Archie? He I think ca- he's the running back. He catches it. That's not the quarterback. Quarterback throws. Well, who's the quarterback? I don't know. Not what a main does character. Play? I don't know, Aaron. I don't know. <laughs> Why isn't the quarterback the captain of the team? I think Archie's the running back because isn't the running back the one who catches the ball and then runs with it? I know four. And he's four constantly being players. thrown the ball. He is constantly being thrown the ball and constantly being sacked by Reggie. So Reggie's also defensive line. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I Reggie's. Mean, they're they're playing against each other. Like they're I, doing the one per one. Group, half of them wear one color yeah. jersey, half of them wear the other colors, so they can run their They're drills. One. But Reggie's the one who keeps sacking him, so Reggie yeah. must also be defensive I th- line. Here's the thing, I think... I don't know anything I about I think football. it's a lot like um, football... No, sorry, I like <laughs> hockey, where any player can be the captain. It doesn't matter the... It doesn't matter what position you play. It doesn't make like, sense. Center, like, it doesn't matter if you're the center of the wings. Like, you can... The captain's the captain. I thought football had an offensive and a defensive captain. You might be right. But maybe... No, maybe football has an offensive and defensive captain. That's what I mean. I thought, I thought that football had an off... Because they also have offensive, defensive coaches once you get up to a higher level. So maybe Moose is the defensive captain. I don't, I don't know. I this is so not important. I think when you're, in, when you're in high school, it doesn't matter. I think it's just they have a captain. Also, it doesn't matter. Also, this is bonkers <laughs> because they're sophomores. Yeah. And Reggie also is like, I should be wearing his jersey. <laughs> He's like, no one should be wearing his jersey. This is not a thing that has to happen. <laughs> He's dead. That and, number should have been yeah, retired. Archie has to wear his jersey so Cheryl can have PTSD flashbacks. Exactly. That was the coach's plan all along. <laughs> he... <gasps> Maybe he's the killer. <laughs> and he wants to try... And he's trying to gaslight Cheryl. So she doesn't know. It's it. I mean, Archie's gaslighting a lot of people just by being around. <laughs> That's true. His pure existence yeah. is gaslight. All right. Let's. We move on to Pop Tate in a very simple little scene where we learn that Luke Perry Andrews has a it, crush on Hermione. Because she asked him out. I. I feel like this entire story would have been more impactful. Like we talked about this last episode. If, if they we, had shown her asking him on the date, yeah. Other than her just being like, because this is their entire date was. Oh, I, oh, I asked. Uh, she didn't call him Luke Perry Andrews, but I asked Luke Perry Andrews to go on a to uh, go with me because I think it's a better cover. And then they're sitting in the truck, and they have like some cute reminiscing. And then she leaves because she gets nineteen text messages. Yeah, so we have no. I, I'm not bought into this yeah. except that I love Luke Perry Andrews. It's, He's it's, so sweet. It's nice that they followed it up. Yeah, it's the one thing where like they didn't drop it, so that's good. Yeah. Although, uh, so apparently Luke Perry Andrews is still married, which like when your wife leaves town. You file for those divorce papers after a year of separation. Yeah, and her husband's in jail. And, like, maybe she should also divorce him. Also, you can date when you're separated. Yeah, it's not illegal. You can also date when you're married. I, I think I think they're I think they're just worried about the, what the town will say. The town does say a lot of things. Because, so. <laughs> I mean, Ms. Cooper did call them adulterers. Yep. But it's not technically illegal unless they try to get married again. Exactly. Yeah. Um... 
And then Veronica, not in this scene, in the next scene, has yeah. the best line ever. Wait, you look like Nicholas says, Sparks? What? When she says, you look like a Nicholas Sparks novel? No. When she says, why is everything weird here? Why can't a date just be a date? Oh, yeah, fair enough. That's the best line ever. <laughs> That's a line that should be in a lot of things. <laughs> I know. No, I was talking about, like, like she's still, she's written, like, a t- like TV tropes, like, the mm-hmm. website TV tropes, where everything she says should have a hyperlink on it that you click, and it explains the <laughs> reference. Because she goes, like, you look like a Nicholas Sparks novel. I'm like, what does that mean? I know the notebook, and okay. I know that one where he, where the soldier finds the picture. I mean... This is sort of like my life. Like, I once got a note when I was in Midsummer Night's Dream. Myself and the gentleman who played Lysander got yeah. the note, be more notebook. And I was like, yep, landed. I know what that means. Yeah, but would you ever walk around like she does and use all these cultural references in... She's written... She, her dialogue is written really weird. I do that when I'm talking to guys on Bumble, and I want to sound smart. Yeah, but... It... <laughs> okay, that was a that was a lame line. I take that back. Yeah, no. Well, a lot of her stuff, well, she when she does her her like, stuff is too clever by half. Yeah, and it it makes her character seem weird, not like a real person. Yeah, because yeah. she well, she talks like her dialogue is pre written for her. Mm-hmm. Like all she does is sit at home thinking about like what are clever <laughs> things I can say at school tomorrow, which maybe she does. She's yeah. a teenager. Um, hey, where'd you do the second pussycat doll? What? What? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> where did you do the second pussycat doll? We do. Yeah. Uh, this one is Valerie, who we spend a while being like, Melody? <laughs> Valerie? Because you can't tell them apart anymore. Because... We haven't been introduced haven't to anyone introduced other to than them. Josie. We've seen the other two, but the only one who got, like, named was Josie. They might have been named, like, like in an offhanded comment. Yeah, but, like, we've never had names directed at them. Yeah. Thankfully, this one ends with him calling her Val. And we were like, yes! Valerie! I, I know they probably mentioned her name when her brother came up and said it. Yes. So I but it was kind knew... Of a toss away. I knew that Valerie was the rad pussycat. Yeah. And but then I started second guessing myself. Maybe this yeah. isn't Valerie. Maybe Valerie was awesome before, so they decided to give Melody a no, storyline. Valerie Valerie Val's super awesome to Archie. Yes. Val really wants Archie to succeed. Yeah. And Val is much better to Archie than Josie is. Valerie's like a real friend. Yeah. Val's like, hey, so there's this guy in town who's like a uh, big New York musician. You should call him. I told him about you. He teaches at the college. This yeah. is like useful information to help you be a better musician. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Valerie, you're Someone awesome. Is actually helping him as opposed to being like, <laughs> sit there and listen to us play. Or, or, or being like someone else who's like, no, don't worry. You're good. Just keep doing stuff. <laughs> Let's. We can't. Yeah. Uh, so, She's useful. So Cheryl continues to be the creepiest person ever. She comes in with her own music cue. Like, did you did you hear the music change? The music in this episode, by the way, was amazing. Oh no, it's it's good. It's, it's very so it's really well setting. done. But like, she comes in and the music like shifts to this weird like dissonant thing. Yeah, like, and it comes out of nowhere. And don't like what? And this, don't is, this is early in the episode too, so I don't think we realized that like everyone was going to have theme music yeah, this episode. But she has theme music, yeah. and it is. She hands them, like, black invitations to the funeral with wax Red wax stamps, like, (laughs) full-on Henry VIII, like, sealed with wax. Now, a a cool lunch of the costuming department, they they took – Cheryl's always been wearing red. They Mm -hmm. they did a very good job of having costumes match people, and it's very – noticeable with Betty, Veronica, and Cheryl because they each have a color. Yes. Veronica's black. 
Uh, not true black because true black on film is bad. Yeah, like it's it's. But she has all of these deep like. Yeah. Like I said before, Ted yeah. Baker-esque, like, dark colored costumes. Yeah. Um, Betty is... Is always in pastels. Yeah. Uh, and Cheryl's red. In this mm. scene, they gave her darker red, which I thought very fit well with the fact that it's a funeral scene. So even when she's exactly. not at the funeral... She's embodying it. Yeah. And especially in this one, we first see her, like, she's, like, lined with this deep crimson, um, like, faux fur thing. Yeah. Like, it's the... Co- it's... The costuming, the people who are doing costuming on the show are amazing. Yeah, like, like, they're with, so good. With the choices that they're making, they're is... really. I would see people on the street yeah. and be like, "That person is wearing a Veronica outfit." Like that's how. Yeah, like like it's still very stylized. Like what the clothes they're wearing. Like when I talked about earlier, that Veronica looked like she was always going to a funeral. Um, that's just sort of the way. And it's, it's start. You start to get more into it now. Yeah, you, you get you get used to it. Yeah. But it's it's very stylized. They all have very specific looks. This is really, really clever costuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there'll be one caveat is to get a little bit later, which would be which is an interesting choice for a character, but maybe not for the costuming. Uh, sh- so, and then Veronica decides to chase after Cheryl and be like, "I know you're sad, sad," because Cheryl's gone back to being mean. To yeah, them. she's just going all over the place. And then Cheryl invites her to a funeral sleepover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Veronica's like, we need to be friends. She's like, let's have a sleepover the night before the funeral. And Veronica's like, uh... <laughs> As someone would be. And then Cheryl's like, I don't want to be alone the night before. I'm like, like Veronica, you need to back up because she's going to richly <laughs> sacrifice you. Yeah. She's going to carve off faces to make the face of Jason. But Veronica's a better person than we are. Yeah. So she says, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They have this cool thing where Archie's having like these flashbacks of the first four episodes. And also some scenes we've never seen. There's a shot of him just watching the Pussycat dolls rehearse. I'm like, we never saw that. Yeah. It's it's like his memory banks <laughs> are being corrupted because he didn't plug himself in. So he's and he's like he's just sitting there and be like, oh, oh, oh what is these thoughts I'm having? Which I t- he can't handle it. So he calls up the uh the the music guy and and is like <laughs> Hey, I, hey! It's Archie Andrews. Can we meet? Spoiler: The guy says yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember his last name. I just remember he, he asked to call him Oscar. Oscar. So he referred to him as Oscar. Yeah, all that. And then the main, main titles, which oh. we took for the first time, we took a lot longer than main titles than the it did. Yeah, it was like only nine minutes in. Pretty yeah. good. No. Pretty good. Yeah, it, it wasn't. None of them have been as insane as that first one. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, and then we get to see his meeting with the guy. And Oscar's super aggressive. And Archie is so cute in this scene. Like, he just seems like a little kid who is so nervous because he's with a grown-up. He's yeah. at a college. That's where they're meeting because the yeah. guy teaches at the college. Yeah. And he's just, he's so nervous and he doesn't yeah. know, like... I mean, Oscar is, Oscar's acting exactly like someone who has some clout behind him talking to a high school student because he enters that meeting assuming Archie is wrong. Yes. Because Arch, Archie's like, I play football. Is that a problem? And also goes on this thing was like, there's no shortcuts. I'm like, Archie doesn't want a shortcut. No. He just also plays football. Because he's 15 and he has stuff going on in his life. Yeah. The guy makes his comment where he's like, how much time do you spend writing songs? And Archie's like, a couple hours. Yeah. Which when is I, a lot. Yeah, when I was in high school and I was like writing Either yeah. play to that a couple hours a night is yeah no that's yeah. what you do because you're still in high school and you have homework and you have friends and you have other interests because you need to be a well-rounded human yeah. that's a part of life essentially Oscar's confused why he hasn't dropped out of school yet and then he's like well when I had my big break 
I was writing music all day and bartending all night. And you're like, that's cool. You were probably 25. <laughs> yeah. Archie, don't, don't be confused. He looks like he's 25. But he is 15. He is 15. And he should be playing football. Yeah. He should be doing other stuff than, like, 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 yeah. He's giving weird advice to Archie. Like, not useful. Not advice. I'm sorry. I have, both of us, we both yeah. have creative arts degrees. Yeah. No one ever would have spoken to me like that while I was doing my theater degree. Yeah. They wanted me to go out and experience life and do things and enrich myself so I could be a better artist. There's, yeah, there's this interesting thing when you're doing, like, artistic things which is that the more life experience you have, the better your art becomes. And mm-hmm. he kind of, um, um, later, he, he sort of derides Archie being like, oh, they're all breakup songs. And it's like, uh, duh, he's 15. Yeah, it's like, and, and it's like, like you're, you're, you're kind of telling him, oh, you shouldn't have more life experience. You should just sort of. You should just know what to write about. I mean, to be fair, Archie can download it from the internet. That's but, true. But, but, but he doesn't Oscar know doesn't that. Oscar doesn't know that. <laughs> Well, it's good to know he's a robot. Exactly. No one assumes that. And this is why I asked earlier. So he he attacks Archie for not having his music written down. Yeah. For not having sheet music. Yeah. Which, by the by... That's, has, a, very, that's a very old school has way. Has anyone like, ever taught Archie how to write music? Like, does he know how to write his music no, on sheet Ms. music? No, Miss Grundy's terrible. She, she just, just had made sex up with, with him. him. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And you know what? I've had... Again, I have yeah. a creative arts degree. I've had teachers who exclusively work in tabs. I have yeah. had voice teachers yeah, Arch- who have worked Arch- in tabs. Archie, like we learned later, Archie knows how to write music down in tabs. Mm-hmm. This is something that I feel like we might get some lashback from people who are like big music people. But but the thing I- is, he's he's 15. He is not in university getting a Bachelor of Arts, yeah. Fine Arts in Music. When he gets there, if he chooses to study music in school, then yeah, he is going to need those technical skills. Yeah. But, but right now, what he's looking for yeah. is, I think he's looking to figure out how to ex- access yeah. his musical voice yeah. and how to... Well, I mean, and he, you know, maybe he, he doesn't may, need to take a music theory class. He may, Yeah, no, he may even not want to do the t- like that side of music. He may just want to play music. Yeah. Which... which it's not a bad thing. Like the insistence on, oh, you have to know how to write. The you have to know how to write music the way that Mozart and Beethoven wrote music, a sheet music in this way. Like if he can play with tabs, and, and if he can communicate his tabs to another person, and so he they can, can play his music. Yeah, and like so, which which, make, which makes the interesting thing is that we still don't know if Archie wants to play music or write music for other people. Yeah, it's not clear. If you want to write music for other people, then, then yeah. Then he needs to learn music able, theory. Yeah, being able to know, yeah, theory and being able to write it down in notation and tabs actually be very useful. Yeah. Um, but be- if he just wants to be a singer-songwriter, then he needs to figure out the theory of how to use music, yeah. what sort of techniques there are behind the scenes so that his music has the visceral impact yeah. To make people feel the things he's trying to say. And those go- are different things. Yeah, this also goes down to the thing that I don't think Oscar was all that... Though I don't think the show make- wants us to think that Oscar's all that great of a person. I will agree. Yeah. Which means we're spending a lot of time on this thing. The show's like, no, no, d- disregard him. Yeah. Don't spend 15 minutes talking about that on your podcast. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Um, tonight I am drinking a dark colored liquid from a mug that says Namaste in bed. Is it coffee? Is it boxed wine? Who knows? <laughs> Do you know? I know. <laughs> but you're but you're gonna keep it a secret. 
You're going to keep it hidden down inside. Exactly. Does it taste good at least? It's delicious. It's delicious. I'm like uh, all of the characters on Riverdale. I keep nonsense things secret for no reason. Is it... Is are you, are you doing this because we're recording this on a Sunday night and you don't want to either admit to yourself or to the audience that you might be drinking on a Sunday night? I am a grown woman. I can do anything I like. No, exactly. You can. You drank on Wednesday night when we went for wings. I can drink on Wednesdays. But not Sundays. Is it because it's a Lord's Day? <laughs> I just like to make arbitrary rules. Hey, Jesus, hey, Jesus turned water <laughs> into wine. Maybe I was drinking water. <laughs> and then it became wine somehow. Exactly. Somewhere along the way. It was a miracle. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so the Blossom parents apparently want to use the funeral to catch a killer, which they never end up doing. They do a very bad job of yeah. that if that's their plan. They mention like, oh, the killer will be somewhere in this room. And they bring Sergeant Keller, th- <laughs> Sergeant, Sheriff Keller there. Yeah. Oh, you mean only police officer Keller. <laughs> <laughs> OP? Yeah, OP Keller. OP Keller? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they bring him in to tell him the murder will be somewhere in this room. And Keller's like, yeah. Is Keller even, is O.P. Keller even at the, we I don't do, think he is. We do not see him on camera. At so, least he does not get a single shot of himself. He may be one of the crowd shots. So that makes me assume he, in fact, is not at the memorial. Well, no, because they only invited people on the, on <laughs> the list. And suspects. they didn't suspect Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Because the Blossoms don't trust Keller. He just, annou- uh, he just announced himself sheriff a few weeks, weeks ago? ago. Yeah, we established last episode was a month in. So yeah, yeah. he's been sheriff for yeah. a month. Uh, this sort of brings up the thing that um, this entire episode is leading up to a funeral, which you know that does, Aaron. They gives us five for five on parties. All the parties. Like, it's a funeral, but it's still a get-together. It's get still together. a party. And also there's the slumber party. Um, yeah, but no, no, I, I mean, like, we're... Yeah, the, like, the po- we are five for five in massive parties. The entire town gets there. Even with the funeral, their entire point is like, oh, yeah, we invited everyone, everyone. In, in town on our suspect list, which might just be everyone in town. Because <laughs> everyone in town is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, five for five, there is a event for the entire, like, there's, like, let's just get everybody in at this one They're place. They're basically all parties. Like, we'll just... Yeah. We should have named this yeah. podcast Par- Mysteries, Parties... Yeah. Mop, mysteries, a- outsiders, and parties, and abs. I guess so. Mopa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Oh, this is when we had the scene with uh, Trev and... Yeah, the non-romantic yeah. date. Though, like, the, we do get good information out of it. We, mm-hmm. we learned that um, Jason was, like, secretive about Paul. Like, after he started dating Paul, he started getting very secretive, and he was weird. He started selling all his stuff and selling drugs. Stopped hanging out with his friends. Yeah, which makes you wonder... Why doesn't Archie know any of this stuff? Um, I mean, I, I guess because Archie Archie was on the football team. No, mm. he was. Archie last was year. on the JV football team. So you hate, but he seems to know Jason. He does seem to. Do know you know Jason? Jason but or do you just know Mike? But Poxy? he wasn't around during the summer. During the summer, he was upgrading his uh, f- formatting. I mean, he was also he was also banging Miss Grundy. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't notice this weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> He had better things to do. I feel like at some point, Archie might have been like, no, he's not being weird. Maybe Betty just doesn't want to talk to him. Maybe Betty doesn't trust what Archie says. Hey, do you remember the second episode when Betty ran away from him crying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no resolution for that. They're just sort of, like, good now. Well, because now she started dating Trev. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess when she poured the maple syrup on Chuck's head, she had, like, an awakening, and now she's okay. (laughs) An awakening of crazy. Nice. 
And then oh, yeah, Luke, Luke Perry Andrews is such a lame dad, so, and it's so awesome. Yeah, so, so Val's essentially teaching Archie how to do notation, which Val has – in the two scenes that Val has appeared in, mm-hmm. she's become better than Josie, better than Miss Grundy, and better than Oscar. Yes. He does not need a music coach. No. Val- All he needs is Valerie. Valerie is – quickly rising in the like few moments that she had to the best character on the series yep for being helpful and well yeah she may be like sexually attracted to archie it's it, she, it's unclear yeah but she never like it's not overt no and she's not i don't think she's using it as an excuse to get sexy with him i think she's using it because she sees something in him yeah and wants him to succeed and at this point if people are like oh betty veronica Grundy. I'm like, Valerie. 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 Valerie is the one he should get with. Valerie is much nicer to him than anyone else has been. And only nicer, she wants him to succeed and is willing mm-hmm. to help him succeed. She is actually supporting him yeah. when no one else does. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone else sucks at supporting yeah. him. And then, cool t- dad Luke Perry <laughs> Andrews. And walks on in and is like, oh, hey. Then he nerds out about how good the pussycats are. Well, I think it's giving, like, the parent thing. Because I don't think any parent's really that cool about, like, you know, the <laughs> high school band. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, you guys, you guys rock. Rock on. Like, and then giving... he gives them, like, the shocker, the rock on shocker. Yeah, he's giving them good Luke Perry-ness. And then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to let you two, I'm going to close the door, but not all the way, but I'm going <laughs> to, Bye. <laughs> It's so good. It's such a good scene. Yeah, and he's not, not even like, what? Girl? I mean, to be fair, he was confused that someone came into his house. She probably snuck in through the window. That's how everyone enters this house. <laughs> yeah. Waved hi to, Be- to Betty as she did it. Exactly. Betty cried a little bit, wrote it in her journal. Either the secret journal or the her, the, the decoy journal. No one Ma- knows. Maybe both. Maybe both. <laughs> And then Betty comes home from her date, and we have another dad scene. Well, well, we finally have a scene with Betty's dad. Yes. This is the most lines Hal has had in five episodes. But can we talk about how Hal is Val Kilmer light? (laughs) Like, I literally had to look up, like, three times while watching this episode. Are we sure this isn't Val Kilmer? (laughs) It's not. It's Lachlan Monroe. No, it's it's, it's not Val Kilmer. No, he's very much, like, late, like, MacGruber Val Kilmer. Yeah. He's sort of pulling that out. Um, so this seems like a really cute scene. Yeah. Hal has Hal finally can talk to his daughter without his without his wife throwing sage at them. She didn't pop out of the car somehow or like <laughs> Exactly. Hair shoot out of the sky. At her thing. Yeah. And so they work on the car together and Betty is finally like, Dad, every time I talk to mom, she just yells at me or lies or smudges sage <laughs> what the hell is going on with yeah, polly she's casting, casting her stupid spell so so finally she's like i should ask dad yeah <laughs> and so her dad reveals that polly tried to commit suicide yeah and he was the one who found her yeah and that's i mean we're finally getting information about polly which is nice mm-hmm. uh however scenes that happen later kind of make me unsure if hell was being completely honest in this scene yeah it's it's it seems really really sweet and i do think he has a lot of yeah regret and a lot of feelings yeah but my view of this scene is now colored by things we'll talk about later yeah but it's a nice scene when you see it uh mm-hmm. we get more of jughead and betty who are suddenly very into team detecting after i guess taking 
I mean, Jughead had to deal with, you know, his whole situation. <laughs> nowhere to live. <laughs> but uh, they're getting ready for the... Um, for the funeral. For the funeral. And Jughead has a suit, which led me to ask, where's Jughead living? Like, that's a weird thread to drop. Yeah. Because the last scene... I, I mean, I guess, once again, it ends with him saying, I'll figure it out. So maybe what, we're supposed to be like, what, oh, what did he figure out? Maybe he's yeah. living in the student lounge. Could be living in the student the lounge. The scene takes place in the student lounge. Um, yeah, does, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it? scene that you're thinking where he's wearing the student Betty's house is later. This is the scene where they decide. Oh. So Betty says the Blossoms are monsters, right. which is true. They are. They're vampires. Yep. And yeah. then, like, literally monsters. Yeah, yeah. No, the, and the, then the creatures of the night. Jughead is like, well, you know, everyone's lying to everyone, but you know who we do need to ask? Jason. And I... And God, I was hoping they would actually do a seance. Betty, I know. Betty, because that would be the that would not be the silliest thing we've the seen so far. Done. But Jughead is like, duh, no, I'm the only ghost in Riverdale. We're gonna go sneak <laughs> sneak in his room. No, we we can't do a seance. That would there there look, there's extenuating circumstances. We can't do a seance. <laughs> Just trust me on this. No, like summon ghosts. No, no. No, no, no. Just trust me. <laughs> no seances. <laughs> Betty. If he was here as a ghost, I would know. <laughs> Don't ask, Don't ask me. me how. <laughs> but I would know. Okay, Jughead. Jeez. And then he faces through the wall. Exactly. <laughs> as she looks away. Um, we learn here that Archie can't football and music at the same time. No, he has no. all these weird, again, didn't plug himself in. Yeah, but... no, I, yeah, because he didn't program, plug himself in that one night, his programming is falling apart. But like... We keep we were making fun of him a lot because we're like, oh, he can't do two things. Yeah. No, he can't do two things. No, he's having a lot of trouble footballing and music at the music doing music at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. He gets sacked a lot. Yeah. He's like flexing his hand, and then Reggie, because he makes no sense as a character, is like, dude, your hands hurt. You need that for music. Yeah, and it and it doesn't seem like. Oh no, he doesn't say music. He just says, "I'm not I, like you're going to break your hand." Yeah, like, you can't play like, I, like that. Like, you can't play like that. And it doesn't seem he's being like, "Oh man, if you don't play, you'll be the captain." And Reggie's like, "Dude, no, you can't. <laughs> you're hurt. I care about you." Because <laughs> Red Reggie, they they did do a very good job of making a selfish character. Because as no. soon as Reggie sees that like Archie's hurt, he's like, "Well, no, dude." You're going to hurt yourself. And, and then Archie's like, it's fine. I'll deal care. with it myself. He's like, fine, your funeral. And I'm so upset they did not smash cut to the funeral. I know. Instead, they have this weird Friday Night Light scene, which, again, music is really good in this scene. Yeah. But he's, like, flexing his hand and, like, trying to wrap tape around it, but he can't because men can't do stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess he's doing it with one hand. I don't know. I don't but know. And then Veronica comes over. Betty's in front of her, and Betty ignores him. <laughs> and then Veronica comes over and like helps him tape up his hand and the music plays and it's kind of like retro and sexy and he mentions and, Valerie and, and she's then like Veronica focuses on totally the wrong thing yeah. instead of the fact that he is breaking down like losing it trying to do music and football yeah and, you know he's pretty emotionally damaged after last episode yeah which she should be yeah. able to figure out because she knows about they the do, Grundy they talked about a little bit earlier about Miss Grundy thing but it's not, but no, like, nothing impactful instead she's just like oh <gasps> Valerie. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait, is Veronica being jealous? Veronica, you've never, sh- the only romantic, like, thing you've ever shown to um, Archie is once. You sort of kissed him. You sort of kissed him, and then that immediately went bad, and you decided that was a bad idea. Don't, don't all, get jealous. Don't all of a sudden start throwing in jealousy now. I don't care. And, like, Val- I'm Valerie, Veronica's usually pretty together and pretty yeah. mature and, like, self-possessed. 
So this makes little to no sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You freak. <laughs> but then, Archie goes over, goes back to Oscar and we get more of just snob as Oscar. We've already sort of talked about this. Yeah, and that it basically ends with Oscar being like, well, I think your old coach connected with you in a way that I can't, so yeah, I think we're done here. Yeah, Archie needs to bang Oscar. Solution. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's the only option. Well, obviously, his charisma programming is turned off this week. Maybe because he didn't plug himself in. Well, because it's sexual based. So he needs to come back next week with the charisma programming back on. I think. No, I think the main problem is that Luke Perry Andrews did not build him with like charisma for men. Uh, for men, he built him with, with. He built him specifically to attract um, women and art and Reggie. And uh, Reggie, yeah, Reg, Reggie was an unintended side effect, but considering Reggie is like some sort of sex monster, <laughs> he couldn't foresee that. You yeah, you can't predict what Reggie Mantle will do, <laughs> or who Reggie Mantle will do. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe this plot is done, but I think what actually is going to happen is Archie's going to go away and have like a bunch of epiphanies, and then come back with some really awesome music. Yeah. Though it just sounds to me like like Oscar is a bad teacher. Mm. He's like, all your music's about breakup. Your notation is fine, but I can't teach you. I'm like, sounds like you're the problem. Yeah, you're a bad teacher. The fact, the fact that you're like, he can write music, and you're but but you're like, oh, but he's not writing the music that I like. All your stuff is about breakups. It's like, well, like, okay, well then help him dig hey, deeper. Do you know what like seventy percent of the hot like top forty music is right now? Mm-hmm breakups and you know what if you helped this guy write yeah. in like a year and a half he would be doing a duet with taylor swift yeah yeah all taylor swift made an entire career off of it exactly <laughs> don't you want to get on board at the ground floor with the male taylor taylor swift yeah obviously oscar is just a snob okay obviously the male taylor swift is ed sheeran but <laughs> <laughs> so the blossoms are from a different universe yeah the, we have this insane awkward dinner of awkward yeah like they are I, will, I can see where Cheryl gets her insanity from. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, is Miss Cooper related somehow? Because the, like, outright hostility. At that, this dinner is insane. Yeah, it's not even, like, weird tension. They're kind of like, so, I kind of hate you right now. Well, that's fine. Because I hate you, too. Hey, do you want me to tell you about maple syrup? Which is a weird non sequitur. This is the reason why we why we call the river that. Sweet water river. Because, you know, you should, maple syrup. You should ask your father about it. <laughs> okay, Veronica. Veronica's just like, what is going on? And then she tries to smooth it over by being like, yeah, it was really hard when my dad got arrested because it went really quickly and I couldn't say goodbye. Which kind of made them a little bit sadder, I guess, because of their... And then she's like, it's super nice that you guys get to say goodbye to Jason. She was like, I don't get to say goodbye. And then her mom's, well, you already got to. <laughs> okay. I am leaving the table right now. And meanwhile, this one woman who just called Aunt Rose who? just sitting off the side. Yeah, they called her Aunt Rose. But then later, she was a grandmother. Well. She was. Yeah. She referred to Jason as her grandchild. But they did call her Aunt Rose. Yeah. I mean, she's Cheryl's great aunt. Incest? Maybe there's a lot of incest. I mean, they're vampires. It's That's true. Sort of the way they do it. All right. <laughs> How was Jason not killed with a stake to the heart then? Oh. Uh, well, maybe Jason's not actually dead. No one looked at his chest. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we don't know. And to be fair, a stake to the heart would also kill a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, obviously, this isn't the Buffy the Vampire Slayer verse because they didn't explode into dust. But you know what? Buffy the Vampire Slayer isn't real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. good. All put, right. put that on a sign. 
Uh, Miss Lodge is working alone and Pop Tate's, I guess, closing up. And there's a snake! Yeah, she has a box! With a snake! There's a, there's a serpent in it! It's a snake. And in my head, I just had the image of the, of the cell site snakes being like, all right, we need to get a snake. And then they order it off the internet because no one's going out looking for one. <laughs> yeah, they put it in a box. That's why it took several days for this to happen. It had to be delivered. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of the things where it's like the setup is insane. It, I don't even know how they yeah. did this. But it freaks out Miss Lodge because it's a snake. Because it's a snake. Uh, and then we have this really weird scene where Betty, like, wakes up in the middle of the night. is like, hearing, like, children laughing. And the this is the one weird music choice. Because, like, the music's yeah. super tense. So Kevin thought it was a dream. Because it's set up like a horror scene. But I knew, because I watch a lot of CW shows, that what was actually going on is Betty's father was watching a video of the girls when they were little. Okay, the weird thing is, like, like, it was set up like a horror scene and it does not fit with what Betty's going through. Like, that's more of a Cheryl thing. That's true. Like, 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 Betty did not have any moments where she was, like, having... Where she was worried about her dad. Yeah, or, like, children laughing. Like, I could understand Cheryl doing that because she was imagining when she, her and Blossom, her, her and uh, Jason Blossom were young and playing together. But there's nothing about Betty's current story that would make her react to children laughing. Other than, other than the obvious, like, that's mm. creepy. But she hasn't even really been thinking about Polly a lot this episode. No. This episode's been really Jason-focused. No. It was... It was a... Cute scene of her, like, seeing her dad watch a thing. Mm-hmm. It was set up in a bizarre way. I thought they could just drop the music and just had to be like, What is going on in my house? children laughing? Yeah. But then they had this, like, super intense, dramatic, dramatic. Mu- music. Yeah. Uh, hey, Cheryl has switched back to being nice again. Now they're looking at pictures of Jason and yeah. Veronica thinks he's crazy handsome. Yeah, and they're getting, ready to shoot, they're getting ready to shoot their porno. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we found out the minions have names. She called them by name. Yeah. Tina and Ginger. Yeah. Those are bad names. <laughs> well, but Tina and Ginger, whichever one's which. Yeah. We're not going to clarify. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then it gets real creepy because Veronica's like, you know, if you want to say goodbye to your brother, you should say goodbye to your brother. Like, your parents be damned. Yeah. And then Cheryl's like, they will be. They'll kill me. But not like really kill me. You know, like how I said I was guilty, but not really guilty. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at hyperbole. They might actually kill her, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, they might actually kill her. They might have killed Jason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, I assume this is going to be one of the Cheryl hyperbole Yeah, because that, like, just cuts right to commercial. It's like when you said, <laughs> I'm guilty. I didn't mean that guilty. <laughs> not kill guilty me. like that. I didn't mean that kill me. <laughs> I mean, like, kill me with rhymes in our, in the ra- in our, <laughs> in our monthly Blossom rap battle. Their rhymes will just be too good. Just, what's her name, Petunia? Uh, Patrice? Penelope? Penelope, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Mama Blossom can spit hot fire. <laughs> I just can't beat that. Jason was always the one who could rap battle her down, and now Jason's gone. I have to stand up for the both of us. Did we just imply that they're rap battling vampires? Yeah. I like our mythos. <laughs> our mythos is uh, potentially stronger than that of the TV show. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Lodge, Lodge had called Luke Perry Andrews to get rid of the snake. Which is what I would do, too. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Not just someone? Or you call Luke Perry? No, I'd call Luke Perry. <laughs> Luke Perry, my name is Aaron. I live in Calgary, Alberta. There's a snake in my house. Can you come get it? And he'll be like, I'll be right there. <laughs> and then we'll have, like, really touching deep talks afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Where he 
looks like he talks to her and looks at her like she is his child and, and he, he's and, like you're making bad choices and she is shot and he's shot like a film noir detective with like these strong <laughs> venetian blinds over his eyes yeah like like the the crew on this show has been amazing this far but makes some ra- weird random choices in certain places mm-hmm. this one is a weird cuz he looks hyper aggressive in like like with just a shot over the eyes is such a weird lighting choice for them to make. Maybe next episode we'll get a scene between him and Skeet Ulrich where he's like, "Hey Skeet, step off my girl." Also, that's why she didn't call the police. And that's because there's only one of them. Exactly. And it's she Keller. knows he's busy. What's he gonna do? Keller's not gonna deal with the snake. He's just driving in a circle around the Blossoms' house. <laughs> the killer will be here. I will find him. Who broke into my house? All my evidence is gone. I have nothing. All I have is the grappling hook. I'm just going to watch this house. And maybe she was worried that if she called O.P. Keller, he would uh, send over Jerry with the grappling hook. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll get the snake. I got a grappling hook. And he just like tearing like, pops apart. Exactly. She's like, oh, this is the first time I've been left in charge of the store. <laughs> Jerry, no, stop. I almost got it with that last one. <laughs> So, no, this is where the game of the funeral. And this is where Jughead comes in with his, like, suspenders and his... He looks real cute in his suit. Still yeah. has his toucan. Yeah. Where is he living? Where is he living? Where is he living? Where did he get the suit from? What is happening? There's so many things about Jughead that I need to know. But I think the show actually did a very good job of this. Like, like a lot of other things, it feels like they drop it immediately. This one feels like the fact that the last one ended with him being, like, I'll figure it out. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you, you will. will. You are somewhere right now. Mm-hmm. I don't... Need to know where you are. I am wondering where you are. Yes, I know that you're safe. Yes. And you'll tell me where you are when the time is right. Yes. Why isn't Kevin involved in this anymore? Yeah, he was really involved at the beginning, and now he's just not a part of the team detecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he, was only, he was only there to make the murder wall. It's true. He had to recreate it from his memory. <laughs> <laughs> from the one time he was allowed in his dad's office. <laughs> Which is in his own home and does not have a door. Yeah. So now here's our fifth party. It's the, uh, it's the funeral. Yeah, uh, and where we... again, a million things happen. Oh, yes. So many things. Okay. Should we start with when, with Miss Blossom and Lodge? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Miss Blossom takes the Miss Cooper style of confrontation because they, like, hug and then she pulls her in and, it's like, and is essentially like, I will destroy you. I know you're here because of your husband. And then Hermione's like, what? Hiram what? had problems with the Blossoms? What are you talking about? I didn't know about this one. <laughs> I don't like this place anymore. <laughs> but, like, they hug. It's very nice. She's about to break the hug. And Miss <laughs> Blossom, like, pulls her in closer. I'm like, Miss Blossom, the fact that Miss Blossom punched Miss Cooper in the face makes me feel like they both just punch each other. <laughs> All the time. That's why Miss Coop- Blossom was like, oh, this is, the- this is how I react to this. Maybe they're like uh, Peter and that chicken on Family Guy. And they just find each other and battle across town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's the first thing that happens. Yeah. The next thing that happens is, insanely, everyone is in black black because it's a funeral. Yeah. Archie, wearing his football jersey. Yeah. I mean, football letterman's jacket. Yeah, just underneath a white shirt with a black tie. Yeah. But he's wearing his letterman's jacket. Because that's a normal thing to do. Well, once again, he's... He's he's not programmed for funerals. <laughs> he tried to Google pictures pictures of funerals, and he just Google found a picture of himself. Because <laughs> he, t- <laughs> he was, like, he was oh. using Sleuthster, exactly. And Sleuthster is only used in Riverdale. Riverdale. So he's like, "What should Archie wear to the funeral?" And it's just a picture of Archie Andrews. <laughs> he was like, "Like, oh. that's what I should wear. The clothes, Easy. the clothes I wear every day." Um, but he gives Mama Blossom. 
Jason's jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like a thing that should have been done when he died. Yeah, no, by the coach. No, Archie Andrews does it, and then she has a, a flashback. And Cheryl did was like, "You look like Jason," and then she touches his hair. Yeah. 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 Yep. Everyone uh, sits down, getting ready for the funeral. We have a quick flash of Daddy Blossom sassing Hal. Yep. And then uh, Cheryl appears in her creepy twin boat ride outfit to the slow to a slow rock rendition of <laughs> "Shout" by Wham. And then Kevin whispers, "Awesome." Oh, you know Kevin's loving this because he's terrible. <laughs> Well, Cheryl's doing her thing. She's chaotic neutral. She's causing She's chaos. She's causing chaos. And somehow, Miss Blossom, who has been insane this entire time, finally takes the advice of... A teenager. Veronica, who just says, you'll make things worse. And I, I'm half surprised Miss Blossom wasn't like... You'll make things you'll, worse. <laughs> you'll make things worse. And then light the building on fire. And ran out into the night. Because that's still a reasonable thing for Miss Blossom to do. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have Miss Cooper in this episode, but boy, howdy, do we have Miss Blossom. The crazy is still alive and well. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So then Cheryl gives a really, really sweet speech about Jason. Which is super sweet, but doesn't make any sense. No, it does not add or help anything. Because uh, Cheryl talks about how, like, oh, she always liked to have a birthday of her own. And then one year, Jason convinced her they should have a birthday together. And it turns out it's because no one wanted to go to her birthday. And I'm like, you're the popular kid in school. The most popular kid. Like, as far as we know from, like, the first few episodes, mm-hmm. you are the most popular per- Like, you're weird, but... But people you- like your yeah, weirdness. you have Josie as one of your best. Because Josie says to her, Cheryl's my girl. Yeah. Like, Josie loves Cheryl. She has her two minions. She's the head of the cheerleaders. Yeah. Like, her party. Her, her secret- party was Her secret bumping. society party. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you mean no one wanted to go to her birthday? Shut up, Riverdale. Maybe there was one year where she was, like, really awkward and had braces and no one liked her. Ah, before she before she started wearing the low-cut dresses. Exactly. Yes. So she's come back from it, but there was, like, one awkward year when she was, like, 10. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she had glasses for a while because she had a lazy eye. I don't Who know. Knows? Yeah, I know, but her being like, no one wanted to be my friend. I'm like, everyone wanted to be your friend. Shut up. Maybe stop being such a jerk to everyone. <laughs> deal with your stuff. And then once again, Veronica's the only person who can deal with a very sad, crying teenager. In front of everyone. I mean, now it makes sense why her parents don't. <laughs> and she hugs her. <laughs> it makes a lot yeah. of sense why her parents didn't, like, in that earlier scene. When her parents didn't go after her? Yeah. Makes sense. Because they're terrible. Because <laughs> they're terrible. We call a lot of people on the show monsters, and by we I mean the characters do. Yeah. The Blossoms are actually monsters. Yeah. Literally, yeah. but also figuratively. Yeah. At which point they end the funeral. She's like, let's all go into the winter salon. Because one would assume the Blossoms also wrote a speech. No, no. If things were weird, <laughs> too weirded out by Cheryl in her white dress. Yeah. So they go into the winter room for a light dinner. Yeah. So that, this that's, house is insane. That's, that's done. But Luke Perry Andrews um, finds Miss Lodge and he hires on because he loves her. Because he loves her. Poor, poor Luke Perry this Andrews. This is going to go so wrong, but he loves her so much. Yeah. Where is Molly Ringwald to wreck things? Where, where's her mind? Her mind's going to wreck things. No, Molly Ringwald's going to come and wreck things. Somehow Hiram's going to wreck things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then we get to uh, Jughead oh opening the... Wait, do you something else? No more teen detecting. But... Yeah, Jughead opens the creakiest door in the world. How did the how did the entire, like, city not descend upon him from that, like, three-second-long... door creak. opening. And then, I mean, I know it was creaky when he opened it, but you gotta close that behind you. No, he just leaves it... Well, no, he left it open because... There's a creepy ghost behind it. <laughs> yeah, because Aunt Rose is sitting in a wheelchair... Facing the wall. Inside. Oh, they're in Jason Blossom's room, Yeah, they're in Jason Blossom's room. To be doing snooping. (laughs) But, yeah, no, she's she's just facing the wall. Yeah, she's just in there, and then she turns around (laughs) and is like, hello. Like, like, what? And then what? <laughs> there's no, they don't like reveal that she's like looking at like mementos of Jason. She's as just far, in there. As far as we know, she's sitting in that room with the dork. I mean, she's in a wheelchair. Maybe she was stuck in there. Well, she was definitely not invited to the funeral. <laughs> then none of them noticed. <laughs> Do you think that house is wheelchair accessible? I can't imagine it is. Do you think it has a creepy like... Those things where they sit on it and the, they just the seats go up the stairs. I imagine they have servants that they've employed to carry her up and down the stairs. <laughs> and the servants were distracted setting up the late dinner, so they forgot so to bring her down. she was trapped up in Jason Blossom's room. <laughs> yes. Just sitting in the corner and be like, this is where I'll die. <laughs> and then maybe she is a ghost because I'm pretty sure it's not what she says. But so it's revealed that she thinks that Betty is Polly A. Yeah. B. Polly should have a ring, but she's not wearing the ring because she has to keep it close to her heart. Yeah. Don't tell Penelope I gave you that ring. She'll snatch it off your finger, chop it off your finger. Um, snip. Snip it off your finger. Yeah. Which, this is all creepy. Yeah. And then I'm reasonably certain she says, the last thing I ever saw was Jason getting married. I, no, no. She She's wa- a ghost. No, she wa- she wanted to see them getting married. Was the thing. She also might be a ghost. She's definitely she also, a ghost. Well, she also might be delirious because she hasn't eaten in 12 hours. And she also... And she's such an old lady. I know. With her one little, like... Streak of red so we don't forget oh, that she is a blossom. Very dyed red. So dyed. She is putting that in. It is crimson. Because she wants people to know. Yeah, either that or she's bleeding from that one spot. <laughs> so, and she... I swear she calls Jason her grandchild. So I don't know what this family is. I don't is. know. We should probably focus on the main thing you get out of this scene that's not the creepy old woman <laughs> or Jughead's creaking door, which is the fact that... It's the teen engagement. Yeah. Also, Polly apparently looks like Betty, which which means, why was Betty wearing the black <laughs> wig at that one point? It makes no sense. It makes even less sense. I thought she was being Polly, but she's not. She, she was just, just wore, being sassy and sexy. She just wore sexy. a short black wig for... Now, no reason. No reason. Because it's not even like she's try, trying to be like Veronica. No. If the wig was a Veronica wig, I would be like, oh, she's trying to replicate Veronica. Exactly. But no, it no. was Polly. But it's not. But it's not. So apparently she looks like Polly. Which, yeah. I mean, you, we, I expected before she wore the wig. Because both of the Cooper parents are blonde. Yeah. But we learn that Polly and Jason were, were engaged. engaged. You know, like. Like 17-year-olds or 18-year-olds are want to do. Um, This is a CW TV show. I told you there was going to be a teen marriage. I mean, fair enough. I warned you. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing that happens in real life, too, which is usually a bad decision. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the grandma was on board, though. <coughs> yeah, she, she was gave nice. Jason the, yep. the ring. Which makes me think, oh, they were eloping. That's where Jason was planning on going. Exactly. Something went wrong. But was Polly already crazy? Yeah. 
Uh, Who knows? Cut to Miss Blossom is crazier than Miss Cooper. Yeah, she is another awful mother. Yeah, because she drags... Um, Cheryl into, <laughs> into her room and throws her down on her bed. Can we talk about how crazy that room is? Like, it is a crazy room, and then we see Jason's room, and it's just a normal room. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, but, like, Cheryl's room has this large, like, heart-shaped bed, and, and she has, like, like pin-up girls on her wall. Yeah, I mean, she was obviously giving complete artistic control of her bedroom, and that was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, and it's all red, clearly. But, you no, know, Miss Blossom is, like, insane. Like, we... We're going to tell you the things that she says to Cheryl yeah. that she's not allowed to do. But it's yeah. hard to it's hard to describe the sheer insanity from this woman. Yeah, because she's like, you're no longer going to be a vixen. You're, uh, you're like, like... If anyone would take you, we would send you to boarding school in Europe tonight. Yeah, so Miss Cooper is... I, I suppose I can say this. Miss Cooper's poor mom crazy. Miss Blossom is rich mom crazy. Because her way of doing like, like like instead of, you know, locking her away, which Miss Cooper does, she's like, mm. we'll just, you'll just be gone. We'll, we won't deal with you. Yeah. That's like, her threats. Ooh. Which, like, for a while made me think, like, I would like to see Cheryl and Betty bonding. Be friends. Yeah. Not Cheryl and Veronica. They have no connect. They have no reason to be friends. But both Betty and Cheryl have insane moms. That maybe they should band together and, like, realize that they are worth more than this. Yeah. So I, I hope they go to that. Because yeah. currently they're setting up that Cheryl and Veronica are. But I really think that I'm sure Cheryl they'll all come yeah. together to be. But I really think that Cheryl and Betty are a better connection. I like, agree. They have so much more in common. Uh, so that's the end of the fifth party. Yeah. And now we have a scene where we learn that because Archie is a robot and doesn't have his own thoughts, he can only believe the things about himself that other people tell him. Also, his memory's starting to fill up. Yeah. He he only remembers the last thing he's told. So. Before, he was told he was good at music. So he believed he was good at music. Now he's been told he's bad at music. So he believes he's bad at music. And Valerie's like, this is insane. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You Do you do you like, do you think you're good at music? Do you like playing music? Yeah. Then play music. Then do it. I'm like, yes. Thank you. Valerie. Finally a character giving him real advice. Valerie, high five. I, if, this series, if this series doesn't end with you and Archie getting... Teen married. I'm gonna riot. I am rioting. Yes. I'm Team Valerie. I'm Team Valerie too. Let's get t shirts. <laughs> oh my gosh. When our show takes off and we have a merchandise store, we need Team Valerie t shirts. <laughs> That'll be the first Peach of Mercy. Screw Betty and Veronica. Team, <laughs> team Valerie. Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now we have the scene that you were talking about that sort of like puts the earlier scene. Um, in a cast yeah. in a different light. So we have another scene between Betty and Hal because Betty went, I guess, went shooting out of that creepy room, oh, grabbed yeah. her dad, and was like, "We're going home." Yeah, which yeah. is like a natural teen reaction. Yeah, or and Hal human reaction. That and she's like, do you, "Do you know that they were engaged?" And Hal knew. He knew that they were because engaged. Jason and Polly are friggin' Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, no these these guys are the Capulets and the Montagues. They are a hundred percent. They are the Hatfields and the McCoys. Like 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 full on. Yeah, I mean. Really, what they are is they're Dracula and the and Van Helsing, but yes, but yeah, know, but I mean that's the show's keeping that under wraps. Yeah, yeah. However, he, he calls them a clan. He does call them a clan. <laughs> they are vampires. They're maple syrup vampires. However, they're bad at being Romeo and Juliet because Betty didn't know there was a feud. No, no, <laughs> no. She had no idea that a, that her great grandfather was legit murdered by great great grandfather Blossom. <laughs> yeah. Because they were in a maple 
uh, sugar company together. Yeah, apparently this sounds big about maple syrup. First time we're hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, who knew? Yeah. and Enough I, to kill someone over. Someone Lodge is also obviously very involved in this because they keep making weird barbed statements at Hermione and Veronica. So obviously the Lodges are involved in this ancient feud somehow too. Yeah, no idea. But like, you're doing feuds wrong. Yeah, so he, so Hal's like, like I would never let them take my daughter. Polly is sick, and she's going to stay away until she's not sick. Jason made her sick, and me and Aaron were like, she's, a she's pregnant. pregnant, she's pregnant, she's got a seed within her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if she's not pregnant, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, riot. <laughs> we'll riot. We'll riot. We'll burn this TV show down. Dark no stars. <laughs> Going full dark. Full dark no stars. <laughs> this this isn't to the only good mother and daughter relationship. Oh, Hermione in the entire and show. Yes. Yeah. Which makes that one scene where Hermione's a little bit aggressive to Veronica with the whole Hiram gave us what we have now puts it into more context that I think that is actually Hermione trying to convince herself. herself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because this makes it seem a lot less like she is was on board with um, what he was Hiram, doing. And she's just trying her best to, to make it okay and to make yeah. And to explain why she either turned a blind eye for years and years or she didn't know. Yeah. Like, maybe she may very well feel dumb yeah. for having not known. Yeah. So they're the only good mom and da- mother and daughter relationship. Yeah. Except for maybe Josie. We never see that. We, we never see Josie, them together. We never see Josie and her mom. Her mom definitely wants Josie to play at a lot of things. Things. Which is yeah. nice. That's good. Yeah. Um. So the reason that we're saying Hermione is such a good mom is they just have a really cute little scene yeah. where um, – they're, like, decompressing from the funeral, and Veronica's sitting on the floor, and she's like, the Blossoms, Mom, you don't even know. The Blossoms are so awful. It makes me so happy that you're not awful. And then Hermione's like, all right, I gotta tell you something scary that happened to me the other day. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Also, also, do you know what it d- did good that's, on a write- that's a good writing thing? They, they didn't show her explaining it again. Because we saw Cause it. Because we know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that, that's, that's a very, like amateurish thing to do to show the scene again yeah they cut away from it exactly which yeah. is perfect and what they cut yeah. to is the final reveal who's gonna be the captain yeah. so the, the coach called archie and reggie into his office um and he's holding the jersey and we learned that archie just kind of stole the, the the number nine jersey that was jason's <laughs> Again, this makes no sense. I, I don't know how football works. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure there's no reason why the captain has to be number one, nine. No. Just because, No, no, like, he, he doesn't. The, the there, number can be no anything. There's no reason why, why Archie had to wear Jason's other than to, because the coach was gaslighting the Blossoms. Exactly. That is the only reason why. So since Archie stole the jersey and gave it to the Blossoms, that was the real test. The true test to show that he had the medal to be captain. No, wait. Or maybe that was the coach's plan. He had this long plan. Like, I will give him the number nine jersey. And, and if the- he gives it to the grieving parents, that means he should be coach. It was a long con. It's a, yeah, it's a, it, this coach is insane. I mean, his son got kicked off the team for being a bad person. So. No, you don't, you don't, you don't understand. Well, you didn't actually play against another team. It was just a uh, a bunch of holograms to make you understand that you were actually fighting yourselves. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it turns out that because Archie has the true spirit of a captain, yeah. he is going to be captain. And and Reggie's and Reggie's pretty Reggie's like pretty like cool about this because apparently at this school they re choose the captain every year. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Reggie's cool about this. And Archie's like, I can't do it. And Reggie's like, no, man, you gotta do it. This is how we can make out. <laughs> and then Archie's like, no. If I gave all of myself to football, I'd have nothing left over for music. So I have to do, like, a normal amount of football and a normal amount of music. Yeah. He he also says, like, you deserve someone who will do – who's 100% into football. Which? And I'm like – yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Reggie is only football. Yeah. Reggie is football and, and, banging, out. and banging everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Which will help his footballing. So, yeah, it'll help his footballing. Meanwhile, Archie really wants to be a musician. Yeah, so but he's he... going to do, like, a normal amount of football. Yeah, and so focus on So he can on focus on, on other things, which yeah. is a very grown-up, mature choice. Good for you, Archie Andrews. Archie has learned to compartmentalize. Other programming unlocked. Well, he learned next week. We... We, I decided to uh, to separate your processing power so that you can choose where you want to where what 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 separation what partitions you want to do on your hard drive, Archie Robo Archie. This is my gift to you. You may now choose how you want to do it. That's how Daddy Luke Perry Andrews made him feel better after the sadness of last week. Yeah, why didn't we get that scene? I know. <laughs> Opens up his pecs, starts tinkering around. Yep, and he decides to to put more of the hard drive into music and less into football. And also, he can still get a scholarship off of playing football. Yeah, if he's a good running back. Yeah. That's a I'm assuming position. The, only, the only ones I know are quarterback, halfback, and running back. Yeah. Football. <laughs> and then the defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, then we then we get the Blossoms burying their child in their own personal cemetery. Cemetery, that's a normal thing. And they're on top of some sort of like natural gas vein, which might be driving them insane. Yeah, maybe they're not vampires. Is, maybe they're just crazy. Oh no! Oh no! They're vampires. Oh, but they're also be driven insane by this smoke. It's possible. <laughs> like they're over a natural gas line. There's, there's a lot of smoke. <laughs> there's a lot in of their smoke. house slash cemetery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and we have the typical Jughead voiceover. Yeah. Um, this one was not particularly hilarious or dumb or no, poignant. It was mostly poignant. what he said. It was mostly what he said at the beginning. Yeah. Rehashed. Yeah. Uh, so we wrapped up. Everyone had a couple moments doing their thing from yeah. the episode. Then we have our big like punch at the end. Yep. Which is Jughead. Um, it says like, well, I mean, if you lied about this, you could lie about other things, which is true enough. Yep. Um, and and he's like, like, well, the person, or no, Betty says the person who stole the evidence would have had to have not been at the uh, the drive-in. My dad wasn't at the drive-in. So then they write on a post-it. Yeah. The Coopers. And we also get a shot of Hal with the evidence. Yep. Um. I do want to say very quickly, once again, how their logic is flawed. It's like this episode, their psychic powers weren't working. Yeah. I think, I think the fumes from... I think going to Thorncliffe was their mistake. Yeah, because the yeah. F- maybe maybe that's what maybe that's their secret. The fumes coming from Thorncliffe block psychic powers, which is how no one knows that they're vampires. Because their psychic powers don't work when they're there. Because of the smoke. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, uh, so uh, Betty's like, Hal wasn't there. And I'm like, a bunch of other people weren't there, yeah, too. Not everyone was there, Betty. Do you know who else wasn't there? Archie. You know who else wasn't there? O.P. Keller. <laughs> Maybe he broke into his own house. <laughs> you know who else wasn't there? Miss Grundy. And, <gasps> and do you know who left early? Archie. Luke Perry Andrews. And Miss, Betty Cooper. And Miss Cooper. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
her logic is 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 flawed. Uh, it, yeah, it's flawed, but it's correct. It yeah, because we, we see happens it. on the show. Yeah, we show. see it. They we make see ins- that happens. They make insane leaps of lo- logic that are ultimately yeah. correct. And so they're like, now we need to talk to Polly. So dun dun dun. So we're finally gonna get a Polly. Woo woo. So Aaron. Yeah. At some point in this episode. Did you find your CW moment? Yeah, my CW moment. So the CW moment, should mm. we explain? Yes, let's explain. The CW moment is the moment in the show where drama overtakes logic and or reason in a character. So I do have my CW moment, but I want to briefly say that, you know what else is a CW moment? What? The fact that every episode we explain what the CW moment is, Yeah. but we never introduce ourselves. People know who we are. Do they? Did they listen to the first episode? Hi, I'm Kevin Weir. Hi, I'm Aaron Weir. What's your CW moment, Aaron Weir? <laughs> My CW moment is this entire insane, bonkers music plot. It makes no sense. It does not drive the plot forward. It's just there to be like, ooh, we need another roadblock on Archie's journey to music, so let's just throw some, like, jerky teacher in there. Yeah, that's good. Crushes dreams. It makes no sense. That's not how the real world works. When 15-year-olds want to do things, you enrich them and you support them and you teach them how to take the bad things that they're doing. Because I'm sorry, the art that most 15-year-olds make is bad because they're 15 and have no life experience and have no technical skills. You take those things and you make it good. You give them the tools to succeed in life, Oscar. (laughs) I will say that, like, yeah, it's just that Oscar is a bad teacher who's teaching at a college he very he very much feels like those terrible like theater teachers who are like we gotta break them down so we can build them back up it's like or you just teach them to be good or just teach them to be good do like yeah you gotta break down habits but you do not break down people's spirits i have thrown my book down in rage here (laughs) i feel very strongly about this cw this is dramatic but it makes no logical sense and it's bad so your cw so your winner of the cw moment is that entire plot line yes (laughs) i feel very strongly about this okay okay no yeah yeah no fine go 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 hey kevin yeah what's your cw moment my cw moment actually goes to The sound editor who did a very – or the sound – whoever's choosing the sound Mm. who did a very good job at certain moments but for some reason decided for the moment when Betty was going down to see how – like listening – like watching the videos, decided to make that into a horror movie. (laughs) Because it's a very sweet scene that she's watching her dad watch uh, like these – like, you know, the images of Polly and her when they were young, which becomes Mm. even more – actually even more poignant – at, from the things we see later, yeah. that he's like he's clearly has some sort of guilty conscience, which at that moment we didn't realize was a guilty conscience. Exactly. So yeah. it really like it develops the character further. Yeah, no, it's a very good scene, but it was set up with me thinking like you you watch enough CW shows that you're like, oh, I know what this is. I was like, is she having a nightmare? Like, because it started with Cheryl having a nightmare. It's not it's off true. the table. It was a unfortunate music choice and made the scene feel uneven. So my CW moment goes to that. That, that, <laughs> the, that weird music choice in that scene. Which is not even like, like – so we both didn't pick characters. No, we picked no. like nebulous <laughs> moments. <laughs> it's because this episode was actually quite good. Like yeah. most of the characters' motivations made sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, stuff happened. We learned a lot. There were – and there were just lots of like touching scenes or scenes that showed us about the relationship between people – it was a good episode. Good episode. Good episode. Good episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
What will happen when they see Polly? Why did Hal steal the murder wall? What is the in-universe explanation to what happens when you stake a vampire? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery, Outsiders, and Apps. A teen drama fan cast? question yeah which is not for this but if no one has ever been to thorncliff where was that oh no, that was thorncliff the party yeah okay yeah no it's no Aaron. it's bull <laughs> 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 don't you understand 